Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Another opportunity to stay in the Word and the things of God this Wednesday. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise your holy name. You're worthy. Blessed be the name of the living God. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. You have risen from the dead. And you are Lord. Yes, my knee shall bow. And my tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is the Lord. We're grateful for another day. La prosente balmerosa malmara frambalayante. Oh, hamashekala labra malmara dala zambre diende. Oh, prana calma talbe rosto prevedido copolondo. Alamande liste crende alamasamarande. Thank you, Lord, Barafide Brustoro Prebedi Longosto Bala Jande. Hallelujah, Mancrotoco Reprete Lebrendele Prabala Nambrada Vambaliende. Thank you, Lord, Mashala Brambala Sarabala Talabere Sondo. Oh, Hallelujah, Rakresi Kotoko Mosto Brondo Velveri Telebro. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Grono pronte mel melevrente mel paracasicaramande. Thank you, Lord. Baze brete fide fronto prazala babalandarabariande. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. La prazamanda balmara fravalenderiste. Oh, worthy, 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 worthy. Jebre bebelindero corabaracasicaramanda. Worship and adore you, Masharabal Marafravalanda, who is worthy, Majalabranda. You alone are worthy, Lord, Manaprabalino, Coserende, Balmadam, Bredisolo, Vredente, Amashtanda, Balmarabariande. You have risen from the dead. And you are Lord. Yes, my knee shall bow. And my tongue confess. That Jesus Christ 
is the Lord. Amasha barabal marabarian dalabarias dalabrava dendaya. O mantal mando roco periste presdili broco dolmo. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Mambrasi palma brande calbo roco zebiri baraba zingarabataya. Hallelujah, that you are faithful. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Rapashipa barabariandiri balma sataranda. Oh, thank you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Another day to bless your name. Another day to live for your glory. Another day, O oh Lord, for the mercy of God to be seen through our lives. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, great King. Hallelujah, great King. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Oh, faithful God, we trust you. We call every need met. We call every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. We have not been able to have Canada translation for a long while, but God is faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Maybe we can start off today by looking into the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. Praise God. Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Jesus. I believe last week we looked at a few verses from there. But um, from verse 25 it says, But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, King James says, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. So we have this line of scriptures here and very powerful and there's such a continuity in these verses. It is if we are hoping for something, we do not see it. We patiently wait for it. But it's nice to see how he says in that 26th verse, but the Spirit himself, should be more accurate, maketh intercession for us. So the Spirit himself would like to take hold together with us in this prayer prevailing, you see, with groanings which cannot be uttered or... Uh, Words that escape our lips, which are not in a learned language. Not something that you go to school and learn. Hallelujah. The Spirit himself is going to take hold together with us. And it's just amazing to know that this great, mighty Holy Spirit is 
also helping us, taking hold with us and making intercession for us. Notice that, because he maketh intercession. Verse 27 continues, He that searches the hearts knows what's the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit, the great third person of the Trinity, is available as you get to know more and yield to him. He can always take hold together with you against that infirmity, whatever it may be. Although these verses are more specific about a prayer infirmity or a weakness in prayer, which is basically about um, the will of God. So God has a will and a plan for every believer, and it has to be fulfilled in order for us to say that I have run and finished what God appointed for me. I have finished my course, I have run my race, and so on. It is God's will that we go and accomplish that for which we were created, which God had for us before time began, and bring it to fruition. And the knowledge of that helping ability of the Holy Spirit will bring these things to pass. So, even though all of us have the purposes of God for each of our lives, only those who are able to maintain this knowledge, this knowing, says in verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good. So there is something positive and powerful about knowing God's Word, knowing how God has a general plan for everybody and cooperating with that plan then yielding to the Holy Spirit as He would like to help us to pray with unknown tongues and even known tongues and so forth. So there is this thing about being called according to His purpose, loving Him, being called according to His purpose. Of course, all of us are called for a purpose, but not everybody is able to fulfill that purpose because it involves cooperation with Him and so on. But the Holy Spirit Himself would like to help us. Notice that. He Himself is available to help us to pray and to bring that area of, um, let's say, mystery, mystery to the area of manifestation. Praise God. So there are purposes which may be mysterious to your mind, which are in the spirit realm, that have to be brought forth and accomplished and walked out so that we can say, I have finished what God wanted me to do. Praise God. God is always available through the Holy Spirit to help you. Verse 29 says, Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. So all of us are supposed to be conformed to His image, to be like Him. He's the firstborn. And so the general plan of God is all of us must produce Christ-like life and Christ-like results. And that is our first call, to be conformed to His image. Praise God. So God has a plan, a general plan for all of us, and a specific plan 
for the individual person. And that's going to be based on our cooperation with Him and our getting to know the plans of God, the way God does things, or understanding God's Word and God's will. Hallelujah. So it's with those kind of thoughts that we want to proceed today. And um, there's a great hero in the Old Testament by the name of Joseph. And um, just by information and number of pages, you will notice that the story of Joseph and the story of Abraham are the biggest stories in the Old Testament, just by amount of information and so on. So Joseph is a great, great, great inspiration and a blessing for us who are born again today, considering the fact that this man was not born again. He was not, uh, you know, a new creature like you and I, you know, praise God. And he didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of him and so on like you and I. So he lived in that time when the law had not yet been made available and uh, he came through the loins of Abraham and so he must have learned some principles of faith and principles of interacting with God through um, Abraham's descendancy and teachings. Praise God. But today, as born-again believers, new creatures who are born of the Spirit, born of the Word, who have the great Holy Spirit to help us, I believe that our stories also should come out victorious and amazing, uh, just like his, praise God. But one thing you will notice about his story is that he went through a lot of challenges, you know, and at a very young age, praise God. So, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, the Bible says, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. God, in his foreknowledge, has already seen everything that is coming up on the path of the righteous believer. Hallelujah. And um, it's not new to him. He knows how to work things out so that everything works out together for good. Hallelujah. It's not that everything you go through will be good. There will be bad things, but God can make it all work together so that the net result is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So it's not just um, always having good things happening to you, but in the experiences and challenges of life, God can still work and turn everything around and bring forth that good report. Hallelujah. Bring forth the victory. So to say that you will not have a challenge and you will not have um, things happen to you, uh, even negative things happen to you, is, um, you know, it's, it's not true. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So in this life, you will have tribulation, Jesus said. In this life, you will have tests, trials, circumstances, challenges, but be of good cheer because he has overcome. Hallelujah. So here we have a person who lives in a time before Jesus. And uh, we have the whole Bible with us. I dare say that he did not have much. So God had to come to him in the form of uh, dreams. Amen. So God gave him promises, just like you and I have promises, and showed him that he was going to be 
honored and lifted up and his whole family would even have to bow before him and so on. So that was the will of God for him. And uh, everything began to crumble around him almost immediately after that. So you can see it's quite a challenge to just be facing all these things at that kind of a young age. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can um, glean some wisdom out of this. Glory to God. So let's go off again to Genesis and observe there a verse or two. Genesis and 37. You know this Bible study so you could read here and there and still enjoy your life. Hallelujah. <laughs> verse 1 says, Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. So they are all in Canaan. And um, that's where these children are born to Jacob. And the Bible declares in verse 2, Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Notice how it ends. Jesus, I mean Joseph, brought unto his father their evil report. That's verse 2. So his father had this tendency to send him because he seemed like a responsible boy. Even though he was the younger one, it seemed like he was able to check things out, and even if it was not necessarily a good report, he would bring it to his father. He would give them an accurate report of what was going on. So the elder brothers did not like him because he had this, I'm watching you, and it's not big brother watching you, it's small brother watching you. <laughs> and so that did not go too well. <laughs> How many of you like his smart Alec little brother always watching you and going to the parents and telling whatever is happening. Definitely, I'm sure he won't like that kind of person. So you can see that at a young age, he is not very favored by his brothers there. And to make matters worse, um, Jacob seems to favor this boy. And the verse says in verse 3, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Now that's not right, but um, hey, praise God, that's how things sometimes pan out. You know, some people choose favorites even in families, but anyhow, this boy ends up being a favorite of his father because uh, he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors, verse 3 says. So that is supposed to be uh, a sign that he is favored, a sign that he's been given some responsibility, etc. Praise God. And uh, favor with his parents. Definitely that was going to cause trouble. You will notice um, in his life there was always something about his clothing going on. Anyway, I believe that we are anointed and clothed from above with the Spirit of God. And uh, the favor of God is upon you. The mercy of God is there for you. Glory to God. You have been superimposed with the power of God. And uh, sometimes people don't like that. They may not have many problems with you, just naturally speaking, but because of the way you are different in the spirit, it comes out somehow. Anyway, verse 4 says, And his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren. They hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. So you could say that it was his father's mistake for openly showing this difference. And the brothers picked it up, and you can tell that they are a carnal bunch, just 
you know, fleshly type of brothers, and they could not even speak nicely, peaceably to the boy. Then comes the dreams. Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. So I've heard people say, you can't tell everybody your dreams. Well, you have to decide. I would say that there are spiritual people that you can share things with. Don't just share it with, uh, you know, people who are not in the spirit. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they hated him yet the more. Notice that. And those dreams were the will of God for his life, you see. And this boy had to hold on. No matter what happened, he had to hold on to those dreams and think upon those dreams and set his thoughts there and be moved by that plan no matter what he saw in the natural. Praise God. So maybe he talked a lot about those things, you know, at that time because it was amazing. And uh, verse 6 continues, Here I pray you this dream and, you know, about the sheaves and about the stars and all of that. And verse 8 says, And his brethren said, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. So he probably talked a lot about these things and believed them because what you believe is what you talk about. And so he definitely, you know, was seen as a guy who talked about this (laughs) lofty dream. And he dreamed yet another dream. So these are some very clear dreams that he cannot forget and he has them in his heart and he says them. Sun and moon, eleven stars did obeisance to me and he told his father, verse 10, and his brethren, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and my mother, and thy mother rather, and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to the earth? Hmm. Interesting, to thee, to the earth. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. So his dad kept these thoughts there. And then eventually they go out to feed the flock in Shechem. And uh, his dad sends him to go, you know, watch and probably bring the report. So verse 14 says, So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. So he's there, and a certain man found him wandering. What seekest thou? Where do they feed the flocks? He asks, you know, from this man. He said they've gone towards Dothan. Dothan is supposed to be some kind of desert area, so why would you take sheep to the desert area? So you can see that it's possible that these brothers were not really concerned about sheep or any other thing. It was just another chance to go out and do whatever they wanted in the guise of taking care of sheep. That also happens. You know, you get an opportunity to just chill out or do whatever you want, you know, as though you're doing something for the family or your father. (laughs) That happens too. But this boy has to be sent now again to bring the reports, you see. So he found them in Dothan. Verse 17 concludes, When they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, They conspired against him to slay him. Wow. That's how it goes. So, hatred is the equivalent of murder, according to the New Covenant. 
And so we have to be careful that we do not nurture any kind of deep animosity and bitterness towards people because in the spirit realm, it equals murder, the very action of taking the person's life. So we in the new covenant have a deeper responsibility to handle things in our thoughts before they take root, before they become deeply um, entrenched in our thinking. Because in the spirit realm, it's as though we have already done it. And so Proverbs 6 talks about these six things. Does the Lord hate even seven? And he talks about things on the inside, wicked imaginations and so on. So God has a way of checking and judging internal things faster than external things. It's a note of caution there to be able to deal with our internal climate, our deep thoughts on a daily basis, and so that we are walking in a place of constantly judging ourselves uh, rather than judging others. Praise God. You can find out if you start thinking that way, you have a lot on your plate already. You can be so busy dealing with things that you don't have time to disturb others either. Praise God. (laughs) Anyway, they conspired against him to slay him. Verse 19, and they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. So he's now called the dreamer. And in the end of 20 he says, We shall see what will become of his dreams. Amen. (laughs) So they're saying, let's see. All of his dreams, the dreamer. So his nickname is the dreamer now. You know, the dreamer is coming. And let's see what happens to his dreams, you know. We're not saying that um, you need to be led by dreams or things like that. But, you know, the new covenant and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost does involve young men dreaming, old men dreaming, visions, dreams, all of these things. Praise God. Some will be very vivid. Some will be so powerful that um, you cannot ignore them. But, of course, as you know, the Bible says we must prove all things, test all things. So you can see if it comes to pass or not. But the responsibility of um, nurturing those thoughts is individually with us. And may God help us all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So they plan and so forth. And eventually there's a argument among the brothers whether to just kill him and uh, eventually he's not killed but rather he's sold off to the Ishmaelites there. Verse 25, they sat down to eat bread, lifted up their eyes, looked, behold a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery, balm, myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. Judah said, what profit is it? We slay our brother and conceal his blood. Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and so forth. Praise God. And so eventually they did not murder him, but just sold him off there. And eventually the Bible declares that this boy is brought to Egypt. Verse 31, they took Joseph's coat, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the coat in his blood or in the blood. They sent the coat of many colors. They brought it to their father, verse 32 says, and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. 
And Jacob rent his clothes, put on sackcloth, or put sackcloth upon his loins, mourned for his son many days. Mm. He refused to be comforted. And he said, I will go, verse 35, he says, I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. The Midianites sold him unto Egypt, unto Potiphar, verse 36, an officer of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. Hallelujah. That's how the story continues, and he is eventually taken to Egypt. Well, thank God that we know the story now, but imagine if you were living at that time and you were an associate or you knew the family and um, this boy has disappeared and nobody knows where he is and uh, eventually you find out that the boy has been sold and he's been taken as a slave to Egypt. You know, it just looks terrible the way things are. Um, sometimes because of the word of God in your life, according to the scripture, there's an immediate coming of Satan to steal that word and to persecute you because of the word. You see, don't forget that. So the word of God in your life is so powerful that the enemy uses things on the outside to try and negate what you are believing. Immediately almost. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this young boy immediately starts to face trouble from his own family and then is sold off as a slave into Egypt. Verse 1 of Genesis 39, Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him off the hands of the Ishmaelites, brought him down thither. He was prosperous. Verse 2 continues, the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Wow. So here he's a slave, but he begins to prosper even in that place under the head of this guards of Pharaoh. And he's prospering there, verse 3, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Wow, isn't that interesting? Now, does that have any reference to us? Let's look in the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 1. Praise God. Wonderful psalm there. He says in verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That means you are not intimately listening to counsel that is ungodly and hanging around with such people. Verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. For us today, you could say, in the word of God, in the new covenant in the benefits of what Jesus has paid for. His delight, notice that. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Praise God. You know, nighttime can be very dangerous. That's the time we meditate. That's why I said to meditate in the day and night. Hallelujah. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Oh, glory to God. That bringeth forth his fruit. In his season, thank God, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. So this benefit is for you and I. 
we are blessed right off the bat because we are saved and we are new creatures just as he is in this world. And so you are already blessed with every blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But then the meditating or turning these things around in your mind and in your deep thoughts is up to us. And as we delight ourselves in that, as we begin to take time to meditate and ponder on these things day and night, say them to ourselves, think upon them, keep our mind fixed on those things, uh, the result is whatever we do will prosper. Hallelujah. Whoo, glory to God. Like a tree planted by rivers of water. Leaves are a definite sign of endurance, of fruitfulness and endurance there. His leaf also shall not wither. So no matter how much time it takes to see the production, don't worry about it. God will sustain you. Hallelujah. Sometimes things take time. In the story of Joseph, he starts off as a teenager, and eventually when he comes out, he's already 30 years old. And then for him to see the fulfillment, it takes another seven years And so he's close to 37 at least by the time he sees that special word that God gave to him come to pass. So a couple of years, at least 20 years, uh, he has to nurture that word and enjoy thinking about it in spite of everything that happened. To hold on to something for 20 years, praise God, that's really special. So I thank God this young boy from the Old Covenant was able to handle the word that was specially given to him and he dared to believe it even though others would not and made enemies out of him because of it. He decided to hold on to it no matter what it looked like on the outside and praise God eventually he saw. Amen? So we are getting from his story a lot of stuff to equip us to stand in these last days into which you have been brought. God did not send you by, in quote, uh, coincidence or accident, but he purposed that you would be the people on the planet in this day, in this hour. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, praise God. I have heard people talk about how Joseph is also a type of Jesus, particularly uh, I think John Hagee, Hagee said that, John Hagee, um, that he had to turn away when he unveiled himself to his brothers. He turned privately to them and showed that he was circumcised. Praise God. I am, that's very possible because the Jewish people through Abraham had that covenant in their flesh. And so, you know, this brother now unveiling himself to his brethren. Praise God. This royal, kingly kind of brother. So he makes a good statement there. And I believe that Jesus is definitely a type of Joseph. Or Joseph is a type of Jesus. And therefore, we can glean a lot from this. And see how we need to identify with him as he identifies with us. Praise God. So blessed is the man that receives the counsel of God. Instead of verse 1. You are not scorning the counsel of God. You are receiving the counsel of God. You are so intent on hearing what God has to say. 
His word, His voice are so rich to you that this is what you seek for more than gold, more than silver. Hallelujah. You rejoice in His word more than those that have great riches. Ha, 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 ha. Verse 2, your delight is in the law or the word of God. And therefore, you meditate therein day and night. And the future or the plan and production in your life will be a tree planted by the rivers. Not moved, planted, hallelujah, bringing forth fruit. Leaf not withering, whatever you do prospers. Amen. So let's go pick up the thread again. And, you know, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord is with you. He lives on the inside of you. Praise God. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Imagine just taking that single verse alone and holding on to that. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hallelujah. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will not let you go high and dry. I won't abandon you. I won't dump you. I won't let go of your hand. Praise God. Wow. Praise God. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and all that he did was prospering. Verse 4 says, Joseph found grace in his sight and served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. Now that is really powerful. For a man in great authority to suddenly accept a slave into his favor and then turn everything over into the slave's hand, that's something. Would you do that? <laughs> Give everything you have, all the authority you have in your house, in your setup, whatever it is, turned over to some slave guy, it must be really powerful for you to be able to do that. So God had proven some things here beyond doubt. And I believe that will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. That all that he had was put into his hand. Verse 5, And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Hmm. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Wonderful. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Notice that this boy is not mentioned as saying anything about what happened to him. You know, nothing. He is just doing his job. He's meditating on God's word to him. And whatever is given to him, he's doing it. And so... I, I see clearly here that there's no griping, even though thoughts may have come. He's not making it known because the man is seeing that he can handle things. He's not saying, I'm a victim. Hallelujah. The guys who are always talking about themselves and how they are victimized, they cannot really handle responsibility. You cannot give them anything more. They're already, in quote, disadvantaged. Amen? So we must not uh, accommodate that thinking. Even though you've been through all kinds of things, that should not scar you to a place where you carry that in you, that emptiness there where nobody can now put anything else or give you any further responsibility because you are just laden with this misfortune. 
Hallelujah. And this boy is just a kid, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Think about it. Let's go off also and look at another scripture. 1 Corinthians. We are New Covenant believers. It's a very powerful place we have. God help us, right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter. Observe interesting verses there. Verse 14 says, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband, else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. Amen. So, you know the scripture will never contradict itself because God is not into contradicting himself. He will not fight against his own establishment. Therefore, he's not saying that you go and marry an unbeliever and then God will work things out. That's not what he's saying. This is for those who have been already uh, married to unbelievers and then they find out that they are now saved and they have accepted the Lord, but one partner is not saved. He says the believing partner sanctifies the unbelieving. And so the, the children are blessed. The children are holy. So it's a real thing. It's not something superficial. It's real. And the children are declared holy there. Notice. Or set apart for God, you know, uh, in the mercy of God. And therefore, in a job situation, as a, a believer, it affects the whole company. Your being there can be a door to blessing that whole company. Praise God. And just you being in that family is an open door to the whole family receiving the mercy of God. Just by you being there. Isn't that interesting? So this kind of principle has been seen in the early uh, verses there in Genesis 39. So all that he had began to be prospering. Isn't that interesting? Verse 4, Joseph found, we're back in Genesis 39, Joseph found favor, grace, you know, and he made him overseer in the house. All he had he put into his hand. Wow. Glory to God. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house. So there's no doubt that everything is in his hand. And so he knew, it's because I put it in this boy's hand that things are beginning to change. It came to pass, notice, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Wow. Praise God. So there it is. New covenant believer. Oh, people of faith. How much more real is this to us? Hallelujah. That even if you were married to an unbeliever, the unbelieving partner will be sanctified by the fact that you are a believer. Hallelujah. And the children, that's the next generation, are set apart as God's own people, chosen ones. Hallelujah. So the promises can go into the generation that's coming up. Isn't that wonderful? Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had. Wow, that's the next level, where you don't have to bother about whatever is there. This boy could handle it all. He didn't have to think about it. Save the bread which he did eat, 
Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. So as a believer, you are the favored of the Lord. You are in Christ Jesus. Favor surrounds you like a shield. Hallelujah. And as long as you are able to keep the mentality correct, the thinking correct, because notice, this man doesn't have a perfect spirit like you. This man is not born again like you. So it was about his mentality, his thoughts, his awareness, his knowledge. Amen. And we getting to know these things is the difference. See, there are believers there who don't know anything. And then there are believers who know some things. And we know that all things work together for good to those who are the call according to his purpose. Amen? So the purpose of God is there for you. The A part of it says those who love God. That is where maturity comes in. Usually it's about God loves me, God loves me, God loves me, God loves me. Oh, he loves me. Yes, it's true. You need to know that. But the maturity or the growth factor in a person is when we begin to love him. Hallelujah. That takes time. And that is proved in our obedience. He said, if you love me, obey me. So the obedience is a result of what we are thinking about, uh, delighting our thoughts in, etc. That takes time. Hallelujah. But when you look at this boy who is not even born again, you realize it's very powerful. Glory to God. Verse 6, And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. Would you like to be left in charge of everything? Some people would like to be left in charge of everything. But we must be able to come back and find out that everything's okay and getting better. <laughs> Not just being left in the hands of people. Yeah, you can leave it with me. It'll be all right. And then you come back and it's like, uh, uh, duh, you know, all kinds of empty looks and expressions. But here, the guy had proven that if you leave it with me, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be blessing on it. There's going to be increase. There's going to be, you know, God's oversight. Amen. Verse 7, it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. So it's very likely that, you know, uh, in order to be attracted, he had to look attractive. That's definitely the law there, the law of attraction. <laughs> so I guess he looked good, you know, and being uh, entrusted with everything that her husband had showed that he was a person of reputation. So some glory, some honor is come to him. Uh, and he refused. Notice that. And the Bible says that she kept doing this again and again. You know, verse um, uh, further down there, verse 12, he says, She caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. Hmm. And it came to pass when she saw that she had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, she called unto the men in the house. Hmm. So there you go, the garment again. So there's something about what's on his life. The favor of God attracts things to you also, sometimes negative things also. But you have to be able to bear it because of the garment. 
you have to be able to resist, you'll have to be able to stand, you'll have to be able to, to, be able to bounce back no matter what experience you go through. Praise God. Hallelujah. And eventually, verse 14, she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me, uh, and I cried with a loud voice. It came to pass when he had heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment with me and fled. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words. And eventually, you know, just when it looks like things were getting a little better for him, next step again, he has to go to a jail set up. Praise God. Verse 20, Joseph Master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Now notice, it's not God that makes these things happen. Hallelujah. The devil is trying to destroy, to steal, to kill in each person's life. And he's immediately trying to engage in destroying this boy and his life and his testimony. You know, so, but God is there at the same time immediately showing favor, immediately blessing him, you know, making things turn around and the testimony coming forth. Hallelujah. So God is always there on the other side with us to bring forth the testimony. Hallelujah. As long as this boy kept his thoughts on God's plan. As long as he was not thinking about, oh, poor me, and how messed up I am, etc., etc., he was able to focus on what God was saying, to set his thoughts on things that are above. Hallelujah. So he goes to the next level of prison where the the actual very special prisoners are kept. Verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph. Notice, he never leaves, he never forsakes. But the Lord was with Joseph. So that changes everything. No matter what you do. Once you say, but, but the Lord was with Joseph. Everything changes. But the Lord is with you. Everything has to change. The greater one is inside you. The person and power of the Holy Ghost dwells in you. He will put you over. He will make you a success. You cannot fail because of him. Hallelujah. He was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Hallelujah. I think it was Brother Anup who said this exact line the other day. And I believe that's what we were you know, it was just drawing on things. Glory to God. But we know the story of Joseph is for us today. Hallelujah. How many of you can see the mercy of God and the favor of God in your life? Amen. After everything that you've been through, I'm sure you can say with us, God's mercy has been rich. God's favor has been there. God's hand has been there. Hallelujah. Gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. Notice eventually everything ends up again in his hand. <laughs> That's how it is, you see. Very, very interesting. <laughs> 
that blessing, that favor, that mercy that God has given the believer who meditates on the word, who thinks upon what God is saying rather than what the circumstance is saying. You see that? Instead of complaining and whining and groaning about their problems because they have to force their mind to think upon and meditate and delight in God rather than the circumstance, it attracts God's special mercies and favor. Hallelujah. That's why his story is in in the book. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all. Notice. And he's the doer of it. 23, the keeper of the prison looked not, doesn't it sound familiar, to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. That which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So, my brother, my sister, in the new covenant we have seen in Colossians 3, set your affection on things that are above. Hallelujah. Where Christ sits at the right hand of God. That means you have to take your thoughts and put them there. And don't be affected by whatever is going out in the media and the stuff that you see out there. Even this age, this present evil age. It's evil. I mean, as long as you're here in this fallen world, there's going to be things coming against you. But thank God, God already saw it all and already planned for us and gave us the solution and said, let your mind be above. Let your mind be where Christ is seated High, far above. Hallelujah. That luxury of enjoying high thoughts. Amen. As a man thinks, so is he. We need to keep our thoughts in the high places. It's a luxury. You don't have to endure uh, any other kind of thinking. Praise God. You don't have to worry about those thoughts. That's not your problem. Ha, ha, ha. That's not your problem. Amen. God has already destined for you to be like that. Jesus came to a world that he himself made and he was not even received. (laughs) Praise God. And he said, I can call, you know, legions of angels, 12 legions of angels. He could just have anything he wanted. Praise God. Let's go off to 1 Corinthians also and let's observe the third chapter. Hallelujah. Observe there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If your finger goes to Chronicles, it's okay. But we'll go to Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. (laughs) Notice, he says in verse 21, Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Amen. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. You are Christ and Christ is God. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's not about trying to uh, somehow uh, sugarcoat and maybe butter up and polish up some man's shoes and, you know, try to get in the good books of some man. Are you getting this? So he was not trying to see if I can just get into this guy's good books. No, it's coming from a place of God said this. And I'm thinking about what God said rather than anything that has happened to me. Amen. I'm not saying that we should try to be obnoxious towards people 
and uh, you know, having a very non-submitting attitude, no, and just being nasty, no, that's not what we're saying. We're supposed to be kind and generous and loving to all, including our enemies, but we're not putting our trust in their ability to bless us or in their goodness toward us. Hallelujah. But rather we're seeing that God said authority of everything has been turned over to us. Praise God. Authority of everything has been turned over to us. So we are not glorying in men or the things that men have. We are glorying in what God has said about us. We are excited because God said. We are excited because God said we know that all things are going to turn around for good and for the purpose of God because I have decided to love God. I have decided to grow up and I have decided to act contrary to the circumstance and believe God. Hallelujah. So everything is in your authority. Everything has been given to you. You can decide by what you think upon whether you're going to get a good report or not. Can you see that? It's in your hands. It's in your thinking. God will favor you. God will be there. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. But our thinking is very important. How we think, how we react with our deep thoughts is going to be the most important thing. Hallelujah. So this boy, even though he is so young, has not decided to go into telling long stories about his misfortune so far, he is just going along nicely. Praise God. <laughs> I mean, man, this is, not, this is not easy. I can tell. This is just not easy because you could write poems. I, I've seen believers just make songs that are just sad. And poems and very sad books and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. This boy didn't make a, a sad book or sing a few sad songs. He did not say songs from the prison, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hallelujah. He didn't say two-time loser, you know, blah, blah. He didn't, he didn't make any such expressions. <laughs> he didn't say, I cursed the day I was born. No, he didn't say, I hate my family. He didn't say any of those things, even though it looked like he could say such things, you know, because that was some tough family in which he grew. You know, those guys were not as spiritual you can say for sure they were not as spiritual as Abraham. Even though they are from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they didn't seem to have that kind of a, um, thing going on in their family. They didn't seem to be on that level. Praise God. So it is possible to take leave from your original place and become fleshly. Praise God. And I believe that that family became so fleshly. How can you sell your own brother? I don't care what you think. I mean, you can't do that. Can you do that? So they had fallen to some level where they could actually do such things. It doesn't matter your legacy, your heritage. What matters is you. How you think. Praise God. You can be from the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you can do these kind of things. Can you see that? So the, the thinking of the believer, the thinking... What is going on in your deepest thoughts is very, very, very powerful. It makes all the difference. This boy, thank God, he, he has kept his thinking. Glory to God. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. 
Hallelujah. And chapter 40 begins, And it came to pass after these things, that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker offended their lord, the king of Egypt. So these are some special guys here. The king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. So these are your cellmates. How about that? So at least you could say, I was now in a very special uh, cell, maybe a guard room, where the king's prisoners were kept. So how about that for honor? He's still getting honored. Amen. Verse 4, And the captain of the guard charged Joseph, see things have started changing, with them, and he served them, and they continued a, a season in ward. So he has been called to now take care of these prisoners. Everywhere he goes, God is already arranging stuff. God is already moving things around because his thoughts are in the right place. You don't hear anything negative about the boy. Did you notice that? Verse 5, and they dreamed a dream. Notice one of his characters is he's the dreamer and now he can tell the meaning of dreams. So they begin to dream dreams, both of them. Each man his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. Joseph came into them in the morning, looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. You're in jail with them, and you're beginning to notice that there are some sad guys in this place. Newsflash, the place is a place of bondage. It's a place of sadness. What do you mean, you guys look so sad? <laughs> So you can see that this thing has not entered into him. There is sadness all over. There are reasons to complain all over, but it has not crossed into him. He has a boundary around him that says, no, we don't think about this. No, we don't receive this. We refuse this. We rebuke that. It's not coming into my life. Praise God. And you are inside it, in the pressure cooker itself. Hallelujah. And you're being moved from one pressure cooker to the next. Hallelujah. But God is a God who respects our thinking. So notice in Proverbs 6, he's talking about our thinking. These are the things he hates. So the thoughts in the Old Testament were all they had, really. They were not born again. And in the New Testament, you're born again, but your thoughts are so powerful. See? The thoughts is the common factor in all of this, apart from God and His mercy and favor. But it's, it's a means of attracting this tender mercy and this loving kindness of God. And so it goes on. Why do you look so sadly today, it seems? Today. Wow. So he's observing them. He's not just thinking about himself where he can't look at anybody. He doesn't notice anybody else. He's just in his own world. No. He's noticing others and he's trying to minister to others. He served them, the Bible says. Can you see that? You're a minister. You are here to serve others. You cannot let any of your experiences shut you down from serving others. Keep that in mind. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me to live is an opportunity for fruit. That I can do something and let Christ be seen. So I cannot let things control me to a place where, 
when I open my mouth, all that comes out is bitter water. It must be sweet. It must minister. It must be able to help people, lift them up, to serve somebody, wash their feet, in quotes, lift them up, set them on the path of righteousness where their footsteps are ordered to be. Hallelujah. God has a plan for everyone, and we are here to help them find it. Glory to God. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are saying. The Old Testament story proves it. Hallelujah. So, you know, he's observing these things, and so the joy of the Lord is his strength. You may not have forgotten that. The joy of the Lord is where our strength comes from. And so our thoughts must be around the throne where the fountains flow from. In Ezekiel chapter 1, talks about the throne again there, and there are waters, and there are fountains, and there's a flow that comes, if you read, praise God. And there is a city where there are rivers, and those rivers make the city glad, and that city is inside us, hallelujah, and we are drawing from deep within, where there is joy, unspeakable, full of glory, hallelujah. So we cannot be moved by things on the outside. I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, now is the most important time of your life. These are the closing moments. Organized religion, the biggest organized religion in the world, has decided to favor ungodly things and speak ungodly things and agreed for, you know, same-sex marriage. Thank God God never changes. Man changes. Men change. People change. But God never changes. We are living in crucial times, my brother and sister. We are living in times when things are changing so quickly, people don't know the difference between their right hand and their left hand. Hallelujah. Let's take a small trip as we are approaching. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter. Hallelujah. Let's read there in verse 5. He says, thus, the, thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, and make it flesh his arm, whose heart departed from the Lord. Hmm. There's a curse for that. He shall be like a heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land not inhabited. Hmm. Notice that. Salt land. A salt land means places where there is salt and therefore nothing can grow there. Nothing. The person who is going to be concerned about what people think and trusting in what people can do for you is not going to produce anything. Hallelujah. And so this young man was actually in a place where he had learned you should not trust people, even your own brother. Are you getting this? It's a hard one. But that did not make him uh, all hurt and bitter and speak acidic and vitriolic kind of language. No. He was instead joyful and noticing how others were sad. And asking them, why are you sad? In other words, I know the option. I know the alternative to this. It's called joy because of the Lord being your strength. The Lord is my light. 
The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. It's not these things. It's not anybody here. It's not the arm of flesh. He was enjoying the benefit and seeing it. That's why he was maintaining that. He knew, I need to maintain this. And he was living in that place consistently. Being able to minister out of that place. Praise God. And you and I as believers today, we can just switch it off and say, that's not my problem. I'm not bothered. Ha, ha, ha. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The devil is far, way under my feet. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. And you can just flip that switch. Because we live by faith. Hallelujah. Not by feelings. Not by emotions. Not by what we see. And so we're not trusting in the arm of flesh. We're trusting in the report of the Lord, which gives us the arm of the Lord. Hallelujah. Whose report will you believe? Isaiah says in verse 53. To him the arm of the Lord is revealed. It's in believing reports. We are believing his report. Amen. That the enemy may fight you for it. I mean almost immediately. But it doesn't matter. This boy's story proves that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He had to hold on to that report. Believe that report year after year. Hallelujah. But I believe he did it one day at a time. How do you know that? We'll see. Praise God. Thank you Jesus. In a salt land not inhabited. Verse 7 says, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Hmm. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Can you see that you are blessed just because you are trusting in the Lord? <laughs> you are blessed just because you are trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. What is your hope? The Lord is your hope. You are blessed because He's your hope. He's your future. He's your expectation. He's your good report. Hallelujah. Woo! He shall be like a tree planted. He shall be like a tree planted, not like a shrub that is blown here and there in the wilderness. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Shall not see, shall not see when heat cometh. Instead of, you know, not see good when it comes, it shall not see heat when it comes. Amen. That means you'll see the good. You will live the good. You'll eat the good. You'll wear the good. You'll drive the good. You will have the good of the land. You will see no heat. You will see the good. When it comes, your leaf again shall be green. Notice that. That means the power to persist no matter what. You're still looking fresh. You're still looking like nothing happened. You have endurance in there. That's patience, endurance. Shall not be careful. Shall not be careful. Shall not be bothered. Shall not bother. Shall not be careful in the year of drought. Shall not be bothered what is happening out there. That's not your problem. Shall not be careful in the year of drought. Where your mind goes, that's where it is. Hallelujah. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You will always bring forth fruit. He said, I have set my hand upon you. I have ordained you. I have chosen you to go and bring forth fruit. And your fruit shall remain. That's what Jesus said about you. That's what Jesus said about us believers. 
Hallelujah. He has put his hand on you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit and your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. God is good. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Are you getting anything? I believe we're already in a good time. Let's see if we can further talk about a thing or two. I'm excited. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. I want to bring to your attention a couple of things. Maybe we can see. I don't know if we can. There's a lot to read, but eventually there are two boys that come forth from him and Asenath, I believe, who was the daughter of the priest of the sun or the priest of On or something like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> and there were two sons that came forth from uh, Joseph. One was called Ephraim, one was called Manasseh. Amen? And one of them reminds him that God is a fruitful, faithful God. One of them reminds him that God made him forget all his afflictions. Amen? And so when you think about that for a minute, you will notice the Bible says, forgetting the things that are past. And then pressing forth to the things that are ahead or in front of you. Amen? There has to be a forgetting of the bitterness, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the problems that you went through in order for you to focus on seeking what God has brought you to the planet for. You can't do two things at the same time. You can't hold on to all the misfortune and all of that mess. Amen? And then enjoy the favor and blessing of God at the same time. You have to forget. Hallelujah? So, you know, let's see if we can reach all that. But I, I felt we should say it just to prove to you that he was also in the principle of living one day at a time. There is no way he could have been thinking, Oh God, when is this going to come to pass? You promised me all these wonderful things. Will I ever see it? You could not do that and be happy and excited at the same time. Praise God. So, if you notice, the only time down in chapter 40, the only time where he let it come out of his mouth a little bit, just, just a little bit, he told the guy there, notice verse 23, Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. The guy just went ahead and just forgot about him. <laughs> you know, this is the guy that was instrumental in promoting you out of jail, and you just forgot him? Why? Because you had to forget him. Because it was not the plan that you have to remember him it had to be God enforcing something and changing everything. So, you know, he had to tell this butler just in his brief excitement there, when he saw the things being interpreted properly, interpreted properly, he said, please don't forget. Don't forget me when you go, get out there. But the Bible says he clean forgot. Amen? So you can't trust. Let's go reading now. We have a few minutes, at least 15 minutes. So... Don't trust in man or the arm of flesh. If God uses people that you thought would be used, great. But if he doesn't, hey, it's all right. 
Don't get stuck in a rut thinking that he will use the same way again and again. It's part of the problem of Egypt and the people of God. They got so used to it that they thought everything will be alright, but what happened eventually was they compromised and they began to become more Egyptian because they began to see Egypt as their source. Hallelujah. Alright, verse 5. They dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream, in one night. Verse 6. Joseph came in unto them in the morning, looked upon them, and behold, they were very sad. Eight, and he said unto him, We have dreamed a dream. There's no interpreter. And then he said, Interpreters or interpretations belong to God. Nine, the chief butler told his dream. Joseph gave it. Then the vine and all of that. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. So he's a taster also of the wine or whatever he's given to, to his hand to drink. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, verse 11. I took the grapes, pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, gave it to the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Pharaoh said unto him, this is the interpretation. Three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place. Thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. But this think on me when it shall be well with thee. <laughs> Poor fellow, I think he's, he's come to the end of his tether. He's like, I need to tell, I got to tell somebody. He's like, I just have to tell somebody now. I mean, I've, I've kept quiet and I have meditated. I, I have, in my weak moment, I, I just have to tell this guy, please remember me. I know you're going to be promoted. I, God is the one saying this thing. I know. I can hear God. God is telling me that you'll be promoted. But please, don't forget me, oh poor fellow. And he forgot him. You know, so, <laughs> praise God. Eventually, the message to us is, all things are ours. Everything is in our authority. Everything. And what shall we say unto these things? If God be for us, who can successfully stand against us? Is there anything, anything present, anything to come, any famine, any pestilence, the world itself? Nothing. Life or death. Nothing, nothing can stop the great love and tender mercies of our God towards you. Nothing. We just need to hold on to that. That's the part that's not so easy. Hallelujah. The closer the relatives are to you, the closer the people are to you, the more the chance of the hurt, the more the chance of the pain staying deep inside you. And so we need to learn that we can't allow that to dominate us. Our thoughts still have to rise up and be set on the things that are above, on the most high, like Brother Joji said the other day. We need to stay there. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So my brother, my sister, let's go on. Let's jump off to 47. Genesis 47 and see if we can get a thing or two from there. Eventually, you know, the Bible declares there that Joseph had to make it clear that he was brought in there by God. 
It was not really the brothers that did it. He said, God sent me ahead of you to prepare and to preserve life. Hallelujah. We are here for life. Jesus came to give us life. Amen. We are still here to minister life to others. Praise God. God is thinking about others through us. And then it continues that the whole family and everybody related to them was brought from Canaan to Egypt in Genesis 47. Then Joseph came and told Pharaoh and said, My father, my brethren, and their flocks, and their herds, and all that they have are come out of the land of Canaan. Behold, they are in the land of Goshen. Hmm. Praise God. And he took some of his brethren, even five men, and presented them unto Pharaoh. Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? They said, Thy servants are shepherds, just like our fathers. Meanwhile, it is Joseph who told them to say such things. Verse 4, And they said, Moreover unto Pharaoh, for unto sojourn in the land are we come, for thy servants have no pasture for their flocks. For the famine is sore in the land, and so forth. Pharaoh spoke unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are come here. The land of Egypt is before you. Notice that. In the best of the land, make thy father and brethren to dwell in the land of Goshen. Hallelujah. Let them dwell. And if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. And Joseph brought in Jacob his father, set him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said unto Jacob, How old art thou? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of my years, of my pilgrimage, are a hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of my years of my life been, and have not attained unto the days of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. And so forth. So he, his report is generally not a good report. Did you notice that? What should the report be? Yes, we had some challenges, but God is faithful and he has brought me to this land. And wow, Pharaoh, haha, you're blessed. That's a good report. But he, he's not been living like that. He had a few spurts of great stuff happen, but then, you know, he began to hold on to emotions and he began to be. Slightly worried and concerned. Maybe we'll look at all this next week. Jacob blessed Pharaoh, went out from before Pharaoh. Joseph placed his father and his brethren, gave them a position, that's verse 11, in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Wow, praise God. So eventually the best of the land, the land of Ramses. Oh, glory to God. That is... The destiny for you. That is the destiny for the believer. It shall be well with you. Because you are a blessing. And you are blessing your parents. You are able to give to them. You are able to honor them. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. You will live long on the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a very interesting thing there. But Joseph eventually brought his dad and everybody and just prepared for them. Notice, and sustained them. Verse 12 said, Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread according to their families. While there was no bread, notice in verse 13, no bread in all the land. The famine was very sore. The land of Egypt, all the land of Canaan, fainted by the reason of the famine. 
So while there is so much famine and lack out there, you will be able to sustain. You'll be able to handle and take care of others, including family. Very interesting thought. Is that your destiny? Absolutely. You will have more than enough for every good work. My brother, my sister, it's time for us to plumb in deeply and pull out that which is on the inside of us, which is an unending flow. There is a river on the inside of you. It's God's word. It's God's spirit. It's God's own throne. And there's too much in there. There is a cup that runs over. Hallelujah. Let's keep our thoughts centered around these things and not be blown here and there by every kind of thing that's going on outside. Don't be moved, my brother, my sister. This is the time to focus on the Lord, delight in His Word, delight in His precious promise, pray in the Holy Ghost, let the Spirit of God help you to pray forth, bring forth the plan of God for your life. Hallelujah. It shall be well with you. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Shall we thank Him? Le crostopelente, menclotubor, ebrilimanta, rafa da balma, robos que prende, lembrote kil frafafanta. Oh, we worship you. Prel conte manzalate ka, le cotocrezibide, vravavavava, lendo, mendo, cole. Haha, what's your culture? What's your culture? Your culture is heaven's culture. Heaven's culture is a joyful culture. Oh, it's a love culture. It's a faith culture. Fear is the culture of the enemy. Fear is the culture of Satan. Fear, ha 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 ha, is what you see in this world. But you don't have to be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Ha 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 ha. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not, because the love of God is on the inside of you. And therefore, ha, 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 it drives out all fear. Every fear is a contrary thing to the spirit on the inside of you. The spirit on the inside of you is the spirit of faith. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. Ha, 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 ha. The love of God is greater. Do not tolerate any fear. Do not tolerate any bitterness. Do not tolerate anything that is contrary to the word of God. Do not tolerate it. It's not your portion. It's not for you. It is not for you, my brother, my sister. Ha, 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 ha. Focus on the things that are for you. The things that belong to you in Christ. And speak them. Declare them. Decree them, and you will be a doer of these things. And you will see the victory, and you will see the mercy, you will see the wisdom, you will see the favor of God in every place. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, so no matter what has happened to you, do not allow it to infect you. Do not allow it to affect your thinking. Do not be moved and pressed by this world. Do not be conformed and molded by the failures and hardships of this world. Ha, 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 ha. But be changed, transformed, renewed in your thinking by the word of God. Hallelujah. That is the place of proving the good plan and purpose of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for helping us, great Holy Ghost, that you were sent to come and help us to live 
on the inside to bring us through, to see what is hoped for come to pass. You will help us to bring it forth, to see it, to manifest the goodness of God in the land of the living. We worship you. We thank you right now. We praise you right now. Faithful God. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We rejoice because you paid for it all. You paid for it all. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Thank you, Lord. 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 Arise and walk. Be healed. Be whole. Be sound. Be free. Jesus paid. Be free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 You've done it, Lord. We can set our affections. We can rejoice because you paid. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity to give. I'm so grateful for the team and all of you that are with us, praying, supporting in any form. May you be blessed, manifold. May you receive increase in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You are blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much. Amen. You are blessed.